Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. It's that time of year again. The nights are getting colder and fall is on the horizon. Cool weather means posting up in your favorite cozy spot with a cup of your favorite coffee or tea. Cool weather also means bonfires, hoodies, and putting your favorite drink in a koozie. Well, we have you covered in all of those areas. Head over to buyjack.com CEP and get a hold of a mug, koozie, or hoodie and support Raised on the Radio and look great doing it. In this episode, Patrick and I talk about the confrontation between Conor McGregor and Machine Gun Kelly at the VMAs, Jake Paul and his professional boxing career, all-star boxing matches between MMA fighters and professional boxers, and much, much more. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Raised on the Radios, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And believe it or not, you can even find us on TikTok now. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into this episode. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show. I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland as usual. Hey, my chops are back. It took two weeks, kind of, but I kind of. What does that I mean? Give yourself that, is that I wouldn't give yourself that much credit. Is that an insult? That's not oh, nice. Man. Not nice. Speaking of which, why don't you ever let me lead the show? Dude, you why can, don't I get to? Dude, do you could do it whenever you want. Remember, I said I'm one half of this show, meaning you have equal partnership in this show. So you can do whatever you want, dude. Just ask first. <laughs> okay. If not, it's going to be a disaster. Oh, I have to. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, next show, next show, I want to do the lead in, and I want to okay. pay attention to your face when I do it. Okay. You know what we need? You know what this? What, this is what this podcast needs. Forget about who does the lead in. Not important. We need a good PR stunt. Okay. Do you have, have you seen any good you, ones lately? Do you have any in mind? Like for us or just ones that I've seen that I think are good? Well, I was thinking for us, but I have an no, idea of where you're going with this. I don't have an idea yet. Okay. But we need one. Okay. We need one kind of like the one between Conor McGregor and Machine Gun Kelly okay. at the VMAs. Do you think that was mutual? Look, I don't know if it was, but it is now. <laughs> and I don't even know if it was intended to be a PR stunt, but it is now. So they both win, yeah. in my opinion. Maybe MGK wins a little bit more because I think majority of fight fans are thinking, is this the level that Connor's kind of reduced himself to? Is this like, is this who he is now? Like, 
taking swings at civilians. I know he took a punch at the old man in the bar. Let's just clear one thing up. That was an old drunk in an Irish bar. That happens every five minutes of every day of the week. So we don't even, that's, forget about that. Doesn't count. Right. This counts. So like, you know, people are like, is this is really what he's become? Because MGK is a civilian. Now he's a celebrity, but he's a civilian. He's not a fighter. So in my opinion, and also the important thing about this is, is MGK's PR team was the first to jump on this. They were the first to, you know, post on social media about it and leak the story in a way where it made MGK look like I didn't do anything wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think in a way he kind of wins this PR stunt war here, man. I don't know. Because he jumped on it first. He jumped on it first, but he's also not the fighter. Right. So is this kind of like MGK jumping on Eminem? No, that's different. I mean, I know Conor McGregor didn't diss him, but Conor McGregor did throw the fit, the, the punch. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know. So... But what's MGK going to do? <laughs> right. Clear out bodyguards. I got this. That's a nightmare for MGK. Right. It is. It's a, that's a nightmare <laughs> for him. Um, so do you, no, do you, do you have any backstory behind this? Like, do you know what happened or why it happened or anything like that? The story. So the story that, uh, I think MGK's team leak was that Connor wanted to take a picture and MGK said no. And then the story that Connor's team said, like, that never happened. MGK said something to him first. I guess Connor was maybe trying to get a picture with Megan Fox instead or something like that. I don't believe any of it. I think if it wasn't premeditated, I think maybe in the moment it became more than it had to be. I don't really think there was, there could have been, who knows? We weren't there. There could have been plenty said. There could have been plenty. For, but, uh, for some reason, I just don't feel like Connor McGregor was asking to get a photo with Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know why. That just feels weird. Maybe it was the other way around, but I think the other way around feels a little bit weird to me too. It does. Because yeah. MGK was with Megan Fox. Yeah. You know? Right. You don't want to look like, you don't want to be like, it's Megan Fox. Right. You don't look like a bitch, be like, I got to get a picture with this fighter. Right. With a tougher guy. Yeah. <sighs> you don't do that. Right. So... At the end of the day, it keeps both of them in the headlines, which Connor needs more than anything. Right well, did now. you? Did you? But hear, that's the way he is. That's the way he operates. Did you hear his interview about it? No, because there was an interview, an interview about it. He, there was an interview about it, and if I'm not mistaken, he basically said, "I don't even know who that guy is." Yeah. Well, I did read that. I read that he said that. Yeah. Which I find really, hard to believe. Really. I kind of find that hard to believe. That just sounds like he's trying to talk himself out of the situation. It's possible, but. I kind of find that hard to believe. Yeah. And if that I, and if that's the case, you're just taking swings at random people that you don't know in a crowd. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why MGK wins this whole Yeah. If we're if we're talking about who looks like the bad guy in this situation, I think it's definitely Connor. Right. Especially if you don't know who that is, so you just take a random swing at a tall, skinny guy <laughs> with fucking glitter on his face. Like <laughs> I don't know. Seems a bit suspect to me. Uh-huh. But uh, the the interesting thing about it to me is this is who MGK is now. He's a tabloid fixture. He's like a fixture in the tabloids now. He's a celebrity. Now, his music is still doing well. He had a number one song. Mm-hmm. You know, the the record, I believe, went platinum. The oh, pop really? record. I wow. believe so. Wow. 
Maybe um, I want to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it did. If I remember correctly, I even think I saw a post, but let me just make sure. So he, uh, yeah, the rapper turn rockers, 2020 punk influenced tickets to my downfall has been certified platinum. Wow. It's the first MGK record to achieve that feat, which recognizes 1 million units certified. He's had singles to go platinum, but not a record. So right. that's, dude, that's fucking, in 2021, that is, that's a huge deal. So my point is, musically speaking, he's doing just fine. Right. Now he is a, a, a fixture in the tabloids. And he's, you know, he's a paparazzi's wet dream at this point because mm -hmm. he is who he is. And oh, by the way, he's got a goddamn pinup model for a, a girlfriend mm -hmm. who everyone wants to take a picture of. Right. right? Yep. So this, this is, this is what he not not what he needs. It's just what he is. Mm -hmm. Connor, while he does try to stay in the news cycle, this is a bad look. Yeah, but I'm going every time he's in the news cycle. One nothing MGK on like this when one. was the last time you seen him in the news cycle and it was good? Yeah, it's a good. Well, I mean, I, the the build up to the second Dustin fight, he looked like a good guy. Yeah, but right before they were friends, they were buddies. Yeah, but right before that, wasn't the, charity did, wasn't the headline that he didn't pay the money to the charity like he said he was going to? Well, that was after. That was after. <laughs> but I'm saying in the build-up to that fight, he looked like a good dude, right? Okay. Um, but he also, he does a shit ton for charity himself. Yeah. It kind of goes, kind of gets swept under the rug because I think people just like the negative. And hey, look, that's his fault. I mean, he threw a goddamn dolly at a bus. He fucking punched an old man at a bar. He, you know, says what he says. He does what he does. Um, I think he needs, probably needs some positive press at this point. Mm -hmm. This definitely isn't it, uh -uh. right? Absolutely not. So who do you got in a hypothetical Connor versus MGK boxing match, which you know, you know, someone at Triller is probably like, all right, we need to make this happen. I mean, come on. <laughs> Boxing match, not MMA match. It, does, it doesn't matter. I know. Connor would kill especially him. When, would... Especially when Connor is is known more for boxing than he is for ground no, game no or anything else. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Did you see that Dana said that Jake Paul's next fight should be Anderson Silva? I didn't see Dana White say that, but I've seen there's a lot of talk around these, you know, like the... Mm. The 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 uh, Vitor Belfort fight and um, so who was it? Anderson Silva and Tito Ortiz right and then Belfort and Evander Holyfield and the Evander Holyfield was a, a kind of a last minute decision right because was it De La Hoya that yes. couldn't that couldn't fight? You supposed to Vitor was supposed to fight De La Hoya okay and De La Hoya got COVID so so I didn't didn't Vitor call out Jake Paul after that. Probably. I think so. Um, I don't. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't watch any of that. I can't. I can't, dude. I can't. I mean, I, I see. I seen the highlights. That's all I seen. I only saw highlights because someone put. You know, someone I follow posted uh, Tito getting KO'd. Right. 
Um, and then I was like, well, inevitably someone's going to post Evander getting KO'd and that's just going to break my heart. He's one of my favorite boxers of all time. What does that do for Evander? But really, Evander. I mean, like nothing, nothing negatively, right? I mean, it's not like he's a current boxer. Like to his, to his legacy or something? Yeah. Dude, he's 60 years old. No, it does nothing <laughs> to his legacy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous that he was there. Yeah. And I didn't want to see it. But it's also ridiculous that there were so many journalists who posted uh, footage of him hitting mitts. And being like, this is disgusting and saying this is sad. Meanwhile, they jizz over videos of Jake Paul's controlled sparring right. that you see on social media. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. What are we doing? You cannot play hot potato with the sport of boxing. It's really, really that all of this stuff. And I've said this over and over. I'm going to say it again. All of this stuff is fine. I understand that those kid, that kid pulls in money. That kid pulls in viewers. Great. Not for me. The problem I have is, again, calling him a real boxer, calling him a professional boxer when he has yet to fight another professional boxer. And then, you know, bringing all of these circus fucking sideshow fucking events into the sport of boxing and calling them professional boxing events. Well, That's what's bothering me about it, because you're having to have these journalists and you're having to have people explain why it's OK that Evander Holyfield fights at 62 years old. It's OK. Because we like shit shows now. Right. You know, I feel that it's, it's just a disservice to the sport. And I also, I also think it's a disservice to... God, well, let's make it clear. Evander had a fight scheduled. Oh, he did? He was Okay. Yeah. I don't remember who he was going to fight. I would have to look it up. But he had a fight scheduled. So this wasn't like on a whim, like, hey, I think, about, I think I'm going to fight again. No, no, no. Um, so, and he's been throwing his, throwing his name into the into the hat about fighting Tyson and you know, all these guys. So he knows what he's, he, he's making these decisions on his own. So uh, I get it. So that's fine. He, you know, a lot of these guys, they don't know how to stay retired. They don't know how to do anything other than fighting. Right. We said this about Roy Jones when he fought Tyson, you know, I didn't want to see Roy Jones fight Mike Tyson while I respect Mike Tyson. He's a, he's a savage, not even close to being one of my favorite fighters of all time. Roy Jones and Evander Holyfield are two of my favorites. And so seeing them fight at an extended age like that, it's just, it's, and then hearing people have to explain why it's okay that they criticize those guys, not for being old, but for looking bad when they hit mitts. Right. No shit, fucker. He's 62 <laughs> years old. What who, did you expect? Who has also made a living of getting his head rocked. Oh my God. Evander Holyfield has brain damage. It, <laughs> No, I'm not, I'm not even saying that to I know. be rude. I know. When I he know. speaks, you can tell he has brain damage. Yeah. It's sad. Mm -hmm. So, no, man, I can't watch it. Dude, I just, I don't like seeing people get beat up. Right. That's not why I watch MMA. It's not why I watch boxing. I think we've talked about that before, too. I like the competitive competitiveness of it. I like the sport of it. But, I, it, dude, it's still, you know, seeing, you know, well, I'm trying to think, what was the last, oh, um, uh, one of the last cards that I, I think I sent you the clip, the Khalil Roundtree, what he did to that guy's leg. Oh yeah, his knee exploded, dude. Ugh, I don't like seeing shit like that. Yeah, but in the moment, I was like, oh my god, like I freaked out because I I like Khalil Roundtree, I like that other guy too, and it was a good fight leading up to that moment. So in the moment, in the competitive nature of that, what was that fight? I got excited. 
then I saw the replay and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you don't want to see that happen to anybody. Right. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. But Dana said there's no way that Jake Paul would ever fight Anderson Silva. He said he'd be scared to do it. So maybe okay. he's just poking, poking the bear there, but. So what is Tyson Fury's son's name? Who is also a boxer? Tommy. Tommy. Okay. He is, is he a, like a professional boxer? Yeah. No, he fought on the Jake Paul card. Oh, he did. He is okay. a he's a pro, but the reason that Jake wants to fight him is because he was on some dating show, and he has like legitimately millions and millions of followers on social media. So a publicity stunt. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily a publicity stunt, but it that's those are the kind of fights that Jake Paul wants. Which is which not agreeing with what he's doing, but in his situation, that is kind of what he should be going after, correct? Yes. And by the way, Tommy Fury is the half brother of Tyson Fury. He's not a son. Oh, what? Really? Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that was my bad. I didn't do the research on that. I thought somebody no. said it was his son. My bad. Okay. It's totally possible that Tyson Fury could have a 22 year old son, but no, it's not a son. Okay. Um, again (laughs) this fight makes sense for him because yes while the guy is a professional he's more known for the reality television and the followers that he will inevitably bring to a fight because he is extremely popular in that in that space and that's what jake paul wants so so the real question is and i ask you every time jake paul has a fight if he were to fight him and he were to win, yeah. do you consider Jake Paul more credible as a boxer? Because it would, it would finally be a professional boxer that he boxed against. I, I, yes. Wow. Well, he would have a victory <laughs> over a guy who actually has pro fights against other professional fighters. Um, but he's only had seven pro fights himself. And so the people, I'm looking at his record now. And so let me just put it to you this way. The guys that he's fought, I can't even look up in Wikipedia. Yikes. Their names aren't even clickable. I mean, we could do some research and find out who these guys are. I mean, I'm talking about Tommy Fury, by the way. Yeah, I know. Is this just because he's like on the come up? Is that why he's 22 years old? So, I mean, he hasn't, he's been pro since 2018. So, you know, I mean, it says so. I remember this. I remember seeing his name. His first fight was on the undercard of the Josh Warrington Carl Frampton card, which was a huge card. So that's like a lot of, and he's uh, he is British. So that's like a lot of pressure to kind of make your debut in that in that atmosphere. Now again, he he entered as an unknown. He has the fury, right? Um, I don't know. Do I have sure? Yeah, if he beats him, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I hate saying it, but yeah, whatever. But that's who he should be fighting. Sure, a guy who's actually fought other professional, using that term loosely, other professional fighters. Let's just look. I'm curious. I have to know this now. So the guy that he beats by unanimous decision at the Jake Paul card, Anthony Taylor. Let's see how many fights he's had. See what I can find here. Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor. 
five one? How tall is Tommy Fury? Is in boxing, if you're if your record is considered like say you have a seven and zero record, is that like MMA as far as like your um, non professional fights are still considered or no not non professional? Sorry, you're uh, not amateur. Nope, no Those amateur fights. fights. Okay, okay. So he said. Yep. So he's actually boxed. He said seven fights it's since two thousand eighteen. Yeah, is that a lot for a boxer? Um, no, really. Okay, especially not one who's twenty two and is on the come up. No, I don't think so. Okay, no. Uh, Anthony Taylor was four and four when he fought him. Okay. Uh, who's this guy? Jordan Grant. Let's look this guy. And we don't have to do this much longer here. I'm just curious. <laughs> this is just... <laughs> I just want to know because I did not do this research prior to this because I did not write about the shit show card. Jordan Grant, three and one as a pro. Okay. So Tommy Fury, let's just call it what it is. He's wet behind the ears when it comes to boxing. Mm-hmm. So, sure, if Jake Paul fights him, he will be fighting another young guy who's new to professional boxing, comes from a boxing pedigree. So people are going to throw that around as well. And I don't blame them. You know, the Fury family has, I don't know, outside of Tommy, I don't know if there's another one, but there's Tyson, Huey, and Tommy Fury now. So I don't know. And Huey's a boxer as well? Yeah, Huey has fought for a title. He is also a heavyweight. Let me look up his record. He is Tyson Fury's cousin. That's and a ten- he is still no, he's still only twenty six years old. No offense, sir, but Huey Fury is a terrible name. What's wrong with his name, bro? Huey Fury. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the w- WBA International Heavyweight Title, so it wasn't. No, 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 no. That's right. He fought Joseph Parker for the w- uh, WBO title. Yeah, before Joseph Parker lost it to. Uh, Anthony Joshua. Yeah, so he's fought for a title. He fought for he was 20 and 0 when he fought for the title. This was in 2017. Dang. Since then he's gone to 5 and 2. And he lost to Pavetkin. Uh he's fighting oh, I didn't know he was fighting Christian Hammer. He's fighting Christian Hammer on the 16th. So he's he's had some big fights. Yeah. He hasn't really got the marquee win that he needs. You know? Mm-hmm. Um but, but anyway, he's got he's talented. Just he hasn't won the big the fight that he needs to kind of put him over the edge. Anyway, right. um, so yeah, I guess we'll we'll see we'll see. I, I I don't know that I know that Jake Paul said that that's kind of the next fight he wants, but I don't believe it. I don't believe <laughs> it. I just there there's something about it that I just I I feel like he's gonna keep going after these older older guys who don't come from boxing because it makes the most sense. Because look, at the end of the day, if he keeps doing that and he keeps winning and everyone keeps buying in, his professional record keeps going up. Right. So then if he's if we're talking about paydays, if he keep, if he keep, I guess if he keeps building his reputation as a guy who keeps winning and these are pro wins and he's undefeated, who's to say five fights down the line they don't offer this fucking dweeb a fucking title fight why not okay i'm I, I guess i'm confused on this whole thing like are the, these this is an actual like jake, jake paul actually has a uh 
actual professional boxing record with these fights? Yes, dude. What do you think my gripe about this has been the entire time? I, I guess I was confused. I was thinking like, I guess for some reason in my head that these were like exhibition type fights. How, how it, wait, what? How is this possible? How can he fight Ben hey. Asker and Tyron Woodley who aren't boxers and get a professional? Blame Conor McGregor, dude. What? That's all I can say. I don't, that this, is all this, I can this say. This makes no sense. Logan Paul has a professional boxing record. So, it, it, okay, in that same scenario, does that mean that you should be able to take a boxer? Say you take Tommy Fury and he fights Tyron Woodley and he wins. Yeah. Does he have another win on his record? He's a professional. Tyron Woodley has one professional fight, so yeah. What the hell? What do you think I've been complaining about for the last well, year and a I, half? I don't know, but I'm agreeing with you more now. And, and, and this whole thing, and I, this is the, the part that bothers me. If you're a professional boxer and you want to be taken seriously as a professional boxer, stop spinning this whole narrative about how you're some Disney star. What does it matter? If you train, you're, you know, you're training hard, you're sparring, you're doing everything you need to do to be a pro. Why does it matter what your background is? Okay. Does it matter? Was his fight with was it wait was it Jake Paul or uh, Logan Paul that fought the basketball player? Jake Paul. That was Jake, right? Yeah. That was his first fight. His second fight. Second fight. Who did he fight first? And Ensign Gibb. Uh, okay. Far better known as oh his name is Louis Al Fakri. Fakri, better known as an Ensign Gibb, a British YouTuber. So they made their debuts against each other, having no boxing experience, and it was considered a pro fight. Okay, that, so my mind is blown on this. I, I literally had no idea that the that he was considered having a professional boxing record. I thought these were like considered exhibition fights. Dude, I don't just fart complaints out. Like I have a legitimate reason to be complaining about these things, man. Well, I okay, I've understood that, and I understand your. No. You didn't yes. get it. Yeah. Well, apparently you not. thought I was just being mean, <laughs> being a hater, and just bitching. But no. Now you understand. But no. What? Okay. My point being is that without the record, without him having a professional record, your arguments have still been legitimate. So that's where I've been putting my efforts into is because your arguments are still legit, no matter if he's got an actual boxing record or not. Because right. your your main so argument your main saying. argument has always been that is not this is not good for the sport of boxing. Terrible for terrible for boxing. Right. People would argue with me on that, but it's terrible for boxing. Right. But to my what I was saying, so who's to say if, if he keeps doing what he's doing, meaning let me just pull these guys who are older, no boxing experience. I'll go ahead and beat them up or I'll win decisions. Um, I'll keep padding my record, padding the stats. And now this kid's 10 and 0. Who's to say somebody isn't crazy enough to give him a title shot? Now, look, if he's making as much money as he's claiming he's making off of these fights and they're doing the numbers that they're doing, if I'm a champion, why don't I go? Sure. Why not? I mean. Because there are champions out there in boxing right now. While they're making good money, they're not. If the numbers are true, they're not getting the paydays that Jake Paul had on the Tyron Woodley fight. Right. So, 
And he, so he fights at cruiserweight. I don't know. I know the cruiserweight champion. I can picture his face, but he's got a hard to pronounce name. So let me look up who's a cruiserweight champions right now. Cause let me see here. <laughs> I just want to know. And definitely the cruiserweight champions because cruiserweight is a weight that to be honest with you, the boxing community cares least about if not the least close to it, because a lot of these guys, that's why Alexander Usyk moved up to heavyweight. He was dominant at cruiserweight, but okay. So no let me ask you this because I'm now he's going to fight Anthony Joshua. Let me ask you this because I'm it's I'm dumb when it comes to boxing, but I mean, is it kind is is boxing set up the way the same way that MMA is as far as like you still no. have to kind of work your no I mean as far as like working your way up the ranks to get to a title fight like is there a rank as like like a ranking type system where this guy you know you have a a top five in a division and you kind of have to make it through those top five guys to get to the title yeah but it doesn't work like that there 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 are guys that don't have to necessarily work their way up that like that well I mean some I, do I mean what I, I some I, do I I understand you're saying like it wouldn't surprise you if they gave him a title shot. But what I'm saying is, can you bypass an entire division of people just for numbers? Historically <laughs> speaking, no. Historically speaking, no. But the longer this goes on and the longer we allow it to go on mm-hmm. and the more we buy in. Yeah. The problem with boxing is, is there are too many champions. There are too many, you know, uh, reigning bodies there. It's just there are too many promotions. Um, you know, people are made like mandatory challengers when they don't, it just makes zero sense when they are like, I just saw today that, uh, Terrence Crawford is going to fight Sean Porter. Great fight. I'm going to watch it, but I don't know if Sean Porter necessarily should be the next guy that Terrence Crawford is fighting, but that's how boxing is. You just kind of see these things happening. Well, I mean, we, we see this. I mean, no disrespect to Sean Porter because he's an ass kicker. And I like watching them fight. We see the same kind of things in MMA. I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes there are fights where, you know, a a number six guy fights a number 16. And you're just like, why? Why is is this happening? Yeah. So, so Marius Brittis, that's how you say his name. If I'm screwing it up, which I'm sure I am, I apologize. He's the IBF cruiserweight champion. I watched him fight, I want to say, fairly recently. If I'm that guy, yeah, come up. So I can kick the fucking shit out of you for an easy payday. But it'll never happen. Jake Paul will never fight one of those guys. So I don't, I don't know. But again, I'm just kind of, I guess I'm just thinking out loud when it's like, if this continues... When do the major promoters, the champions, the the guys who are ranked and are yearning for that title shot, when do they go, you know what, let me just let me go ahead and step in and put an end to this? When does someone actually say that? By giving him guys like Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley, we're not saying that at all. We're saying, ah, he could. He could beat him. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer. <laughs> it really is, dude. And I, I, you know, I guess it just goes back to that other thing we were talking about too. When 
when I guess it was the Tyson, was it the Tyson Roy Jones car that Jake Paul was ahead of, was on the car, but he was ahead of, God, I don't remember who was on the yeah, car. Yeah, I remember you were extremely pissed about it because these were And then the, the Logan Paul boxers. KSI card, Billy Joe Saunders and Devin Haney were on that card. Yeah. Those are two real world champions. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Right. Like, and it, it, good for those guys. I guess they get more attention, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking if I was on, if I was below Jake Paul at that point, I don't think he, I think he only had like three fights. If that, maybe, was that, was that his second oh. or third fight that you're talking about? Was that Jake Paul's second or third fight? Which one? Would you say Billy Joe Saunders? Well, that was Logan Paul. That was when Logan was Paul Logan fought Paul. KSI the second time. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. Fuck. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, we're, 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 we're treading really weird waters now when it comes to sports, you know, now it's, it's well, but you know, I, 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 it still to me goes back to this all started from the spectacle of Connor McGregor and Mayweather. So you blame Connor for all of this? Well, I mean, I I guess I would bl- blame the promotions of it. Like it was a huge deal, and it rightfully so. It was a huge deal. It was the first time we'd ever seen something like that. But I wish it would just, would have just died there. Well, how could it? Because it was such a huge deal, and then it did so well. How could it just die there? Because of who it was at the like the names that it, that were involved in it at the time. But I get what you're. I get what you're saying. Like it, it, it did so well that people are still going to crave this kind of stuff. You can't just let it go. How interested would you be watching Francis Ngannou fight Tyson Fury? I'd watch it. For real? Yeah. You, you, I, you would. I would. You and I, I, I know. I'm not saying for real. Like I'm amazed. I'm saying you would. Buy into that fight the same way you would have bought into Connor and Floyd. Probably not as much. Really? Yeah. Just the 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 sheer possibility that Francis lands a hammer on Tyson Fury doesn't intrigue you enough to spend eighty dollars on a pay per view. It does me. It does me. So now, it, it, listen, it intrigues you more that Ngannou could land on Fury than it does that Connor would land on Mayweather. No, no, no. No. But here's the reason why. I can't stand Floyd Mayweather. And and you just want to see <laughs> you want to see yeah. him get knocked out. <laughs> yeah. I like Tyson Fury. I have a ton of appreciation for him as a fighter. Mm-hmm. So I care less about seeing him get knocked out. But I also, if Francis doesn't land a hammer on him, I think Tyson would just box his goddamn face off. And it would not be a good night for Francis. Yeah. Um I don't know. That intrigues me. So I, I wouldn't say no to that. Um, and to be honest with you, you know, Francis is one of those guys who's come out talking about fighter pay. Tyson wins his next fight against Deontay Wilder. Francis beats Cyril Gunn. Why don't they both go, hey, let's make an agreement here. Let's talk about it. Now, obviously, Dana would have to agree to it because Francis is under contract. 
King Dana is in control of all of this when it comes to UFC fighters. That was the only way Tyron fought Jake Paul. He was released from his contract. Has he been? Has he resigned? By the way, who or is he going to resign? Tyron with the UFC? Yeah, I fucking hope not. Well, I just wonder because me we talked about this when it first happened when he first we first seen that he was released. We wondered, well, maybe this is because he is gonna fight Paul. And that ended up coming to fruition, but I was I'm wondering if there was talks between Woodley and Dana there. There was kind of like a mutual agreement and that he could come, you know, because his fights were over, right? He didn't have any more on his contract. Well, first off, I want to say that we predicted that publicly first, so we should have gotten all the credit. <laughs> we really did. We did. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> um, secondly, no, I don't want I, I mean this out of love and being a fan. He needs to retire from fighting, yeah. period. Yeah. That's just it. it it's so <laughs> it's just I hope he didn't. I didn't I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. I don't think Dana wants him back, to be honest. I don't think Dana ever really got along with Tyron. I don't think Tyron ever really got along with Dana. Um, you know, Tyron was one of the first people publicly that Dana kind of crucified in front of the media talking about he fought a boring fight and, you know, he doesn't expect people to want to watch him moving forward, this and that. So who, who was that about? Tyron. No, I mean, who was, who, what fight was it that he... The Damian Maya fight. Really? Even Dana White said that? Yeah. I never seen that. What the hell, dude? Yeah. Yeah, he said, I wouldn't be surprised if people don't ever want to watch Tyron again. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but it was... I mean, I understand where like he's that. coming from because everybody said that, but also he fought the fight he needed to fight to win that fight. I didn't think it was a boring fight. That's how you fight Damian Maya. Don't but let also, him take it down. But also, I like wrestling. Yeah. So it did, it, that wasn't a boring fight to me. Yeah. As, as, as someone who... I appreciated the wrestling in that. Tyron's a, a badass wrestler. Right. And he proved that. Right. But most people blame him being called a boring fighter on the Wonder Boy fights. The first one, I don't know how you could think that was a boring fight in any universe. Right. The second one, while it wasn't as entertaining as the first one, again, how the fuck else was he supposed to fight Wonder Boy? Right. Was he supposed to do walk into a sidekick so he could land a shot? Right. What's like? What is he supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Should he fucking shoot a fucking double leg and get fucking kneed in the face? Like... Like flying knee, jumping knee to the face. Like, I don't know. And people call that kind of like fighting scare. I don't call it fighting scare. I call it fighting smart. Yeah, you absolutely. Know. Yeah. Could he have done more? Sure. There's always, you could be, there's always, you could always be doing more. Can you land more? Sure. Can you, uh, can you get hit less? Sure. But that's, I don't know. So I don't, yeah, I hope he doesn't come back. Who's cowboy fighting? Doesn't he have a fight? I didn't even see. I know he's going down to 55 again. He doesn't but, have a fight booked yet. Then I think he just said he's going down. It's it's January. That's all I know. So I would. He's imagine. fighting. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh. Well, n- now let me let me uh, rephrase that. So I think I sent you the post that I seen on Instagram, and it's basically him in his uh, fighting gear, and it says January one fifty five. So my assumption is that he's got a fight scheduled for January and he's going back down to 55, which I expected because Dana pretty much has publicly said that he's going to give Cowboy one more chance. And I didn't think he was going to stay at 70. Did you know that he's been accused of racism, sexual harassment, and homophobic and transphobic comments? Transphobic comments? Cowboy has? 
Yeah. Were these statements made gonna, on the Joe Rogan experience? I'm not even going to dig into that. Never mind. Um, yeah, it doesn't say on his Wikipedia, so I don't know. Huh. Uh, there's another guy. I say this out of love and as being a fan. It's it's time. It's time to uh, ride off into the sunset. Yeah. So before we get away too far away from the whole spectacle conversation, if a promotions team wanted to put together an all-star card that was, say, four or five fights from different divisions of your best boxers in MMA and, and your and best boxers, would you be down to buy that card? So champions from MMA and champions from boxing. Well, okay. You can, or you're just you, saying you, best you can, boxers. You can take that route, but I th- but I think that I don't I don't know if that would work as well because like I said, the best boxers thinking that, you know, you're gonna have better boxers that are in a division but might not ne- might not necessarily be a champion. Okay. So you're saying Nate Diaz, who is considered a good boxer. Okay. You want him to fight whoever one of the whoever, best one seventy five pounders in yeah, boxing. Right. That's a bad idea, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, what I'm saying is, say, you want to make a card of, say, four or five fights, and it's, you know, the same division that they're in. I mean, I know boxing's a little different, but it's pretty dang close. W- would you would you be willing to buy that card? Let's keep going through the list. Or so, who, I, I well, wanna... well, you mentioned Nganu and Fury, so we put that on, we put that on the card. That could headline okay. the card if we wanted it to. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, technically speaking, if you're talking about Nate, he could fight a 175 or or a 168 or. Correct. That is a bad night for Nate. <laughs> I'm just. You know, you know who the 168 champ is, right? Uh, who? That's Canelo. Oh, shit. That's a bad night for Nate Diaz. Yikes. I mean, he could fight Caleb Plant, who does have a belt at 168, but no, that's. Uh, even Caleb Plant is likely a bad night for Nate. No, not likely. Caleb Plant is a bad night for Nate. And then all the guys at 175 would just pound the fucking shit out of him. Yeah. Well, let's keep going through who you think are some of the best boxers in MMA. I don't, this is a fun I, exercise. I, well, I don't have any off the top of my head. I was hoping that this we could have a little back and forth here. Because I'm trying to well, think you, so I'm trying to think of like top fives in a division who's the Max best Holloway boxers in some of these. Oh, absolutely, a good boxer. dude. Absolutely. That would be so fun. So you want him to fight Terrence Crawford? Yes. That would be fun. Dude, come on. <laughs> I love Max Holloway. Again, <laughs> I say this out of love, and I'll, that's a bad fucking idea. Uh, Dustin Poirier is considered a good boxer, right? He is. So you want him to fight Jermel Charlo or Brian Castano? That's a rough night for Dustin, dude. Who else? Who else we got? I'm trying, but, who, but who, if, who's considered but, a good boxer but, at 205? But if any UFC fighter... Which I mean, it's it would be a win regardless because then I think the numbers would be huge. But if any of those fighters actually, or the, the UFC fighters actually win in those, it's like a massive win for UFC, right? Or do you think it matters? If if Max Holloway beats Terence Crawford, yeah, yeah, that's like <laughs> fucking historic. Yeah. Okay. Terence Crawford's arguably the best pound for pound boxer in the world. Everyone says it's Canelo. Some people, no. I mean, that's fucking insane if he does that. Um, 
that's why everyone wanted Connor to beat Floyd. It would have meant that MMA is just as sort of elite as boxing when it comes to combat sports. And I think what Floyd proved is it's just different. It's just different. Now, whether Floyd was playing around with him or not, I, there's no reason to debate that anymore. He proved it's just different. Mm-hmm. MMA boxing and regular box and boxing, boxing, they're just two different, two different beasts. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a bad night for most UFC fighters. But you I mean you would have to you would have to take boxing champions. I mean, there are some guys that aren't champions that are former champions, and maybe you could do that. You know, that that's a possibility. But so your your basic answer know. is it's a bad night for every UFC fighter, but you haven't answered the question: Would you buy that card? Yes, one hundred percent. You would. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah would. you would. You absolutely would. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially if Tyson Fury and Francis are headlining. Yeah, yeah, I'm buying that. Well, you'd have you'd uh, have to. Well, one of us would have to buy it because we're definitely going to be do, doing a fight companion for that. Well, don't call it a fight companion. I'm don't sorry. What would we call it? I don't know. We'd have to come There's up with a new something name. else. Don't don't call it that. My bad. I didn't mean to do that. I think it's been proven. Those two words put together can very much e- can very easily be attached to douchebags. They can. You're correct. Have we talked about that on this podcast, by the way? About those two words being put together and douchebags? No, that big guy that wanted to fight, that wants to fight Dylan Dennis. And just the bro testosterone energy in that room. From that that clip you sent me. Uh, And Rampage feeling completely out of place and uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we talked about it. So who who was that? Do you remember the guy's name? No. Uh, he owns a gym, but I don't know what else. Bradley he Martin, does. maybe. I don't. He owns a gym that Brendan Schaub goes to, but I don't know what else there is that he does. He's a fitness guy. He's a fitness <laughs> influencer. Okay, that's what he is. <laughs> there, yeah, that's his name, Bradley Martin. That was one of the things that really, really, really annoyed me. That he said when he was like. When they were talking about, oh, we can get you a fight, but it has to be someone who's kind of equal, equal level of popularity on social media and on YouTube. And he goes, there's not many. And he said it like that. I was like, oh, shit, like that self-congratulatory behavior uh-huh. that you see out of that group. It's just vomit inducing. You know what else is vomit inducing? Tell me. So my wife has been staying up with the baby at night. Yeah. Because I've been going, I went back to work. And uh, she has been watching Seventh Heaven. It's just like the show to have in the background. Uh, and I woke up the other morning and realized that Brian Callen is in Seventh Heaven quite a bit. Yeah, you know who else is? Who? Sebastian Bach. If you tell me you don't know who Sebastian Bach is, we might. This might be our last podcast. Why? I know the name. He's a lead singer of the band Skid Row. Okay, okay. That makes sense now. Dude, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Uh, yeah, I kind of remember. I don't remember him from the show because I've never watched it, but I remember him talking about it. Do you know I'd rather watch Seventh Heaven than what my wife watched when we first had our baby and was on in the background? 
Do you know what the show? No, Sebastian Bach is not in Seventh Heaven. He's in the show that I'm thinking of. Sorry. My bad. Okay. But the show I, that I, she would watch. I was I was agreeing with you, but I was in my head trying to figure out where this guy is. Yeah, and I, can't, my bad. I couldn't no, picture no, no, no. it anywhere. So, <laughs> she would watch Gilmore Girls. I've never. Which makes me want to put a bullet in my freaking brain. I've never. Um, I would much rather watch Seventh Heaven. And I don't even know. Is Seventh Heaven the one that has... Um, What's her name? Jessica Biel. Uh, yes. Yeah. Was she in that show? Yes. Okay, I do know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather watch that just to look at Jessica Biel <laughs> than watch the Gilmore Girls. It's just, it is. <laughs> anyway, that and Mad Men, which I cannot stand that show. I don't understand the appeal. Wait, where did where did that come from? That you were just connecting Mad Men to it? She watched Gilmore Girls. Oh, and she Mad watched Men. Mad Men. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think I it's actually, John Hamm. I like Mad Men. Oh, I can't stand it. Well, I can't stand I'm sorry. it. Sorry. Every every character in that show is like Wendy Bird to me. <laughs> yep. Um so what what is Brian Callen in that show? God, I don't guy, I don't know. I that don't, guy literally has been he's been in everything. I don't know like enough to tell you who he was, what his name was in the show or anything like that. I just recognized his voice at one point and looked at the TV. I was like, holy crap, it's Brian Callen. And then the next morning I'd wake, I woke up and he was on the TV again. I was like, what the hell? How many seasons was he in of this show? Yeah. So, and that's the other thing. So there was a video floating around other than the one that I sent to you, a video of Brian Callen and that big dude wrestling and the amount of seriousness between the, like they were really trying. So like a guy in his 50s and a guy in his 30s wrestling each other for no reason other than to taste each other's sweat. I, 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 don't, I don't know. <laughs> Ugh, my God. It's weird. Speaking of... I, don't know, I was going to say, never mind. I'm not going to do it. You have but to speaking now. speaking of things... You have, you have to now. Um, did, did, you see, did you see that the women's... U.S. soccer team is going to get the same contract as the men's team. So this is kind of a landmark landmark day for women's sports. It is. I, I seen this so random question that might sound dumb. I'm not sure, but does the same company own both men's uh, soccer and women's soccer? Well, it's not a matter. They're governed by the U.S. Soccer Federation. Both Both of them are, though. Correct. And that's correct. who offers them the contract that shows what they make? Yes. Um, U.S. Soccer Federation said it had offered identical contract proposals Tuesday to the Players Associations for the men's and women's national teams. And the governing body said it would refuse to agree to a deal in which World Cup prize money is not equalized. The unions for the men and women are separate. Under federal labor law, they have no obligation to bargain jointly or to agree to similar terms. The men's contract expired in December 2018. The women's agreement runs through this December. And this is a quote here from someone from the Soccer Federation. U.S. Soccer firmly believes that the best path forward for all involved and for the future of the sport in the United States is a single pay structure for both senior national teams. This proposal will ensure that the men's team and the women's team players remain among the highest paid senior national team member players in the world while providing a revenue sharing structure that would allow all parties to begin anew and share collectively in the opportunity that combined investment in the future of U.S. soccer will deliver over the course of the new collective bargaining agreement. So 
uh, what does it say? After the U.S. Soccer Federation asked the men's union last week to voluntarily equalize World Cup bonus money paid to the Federation by FIFA, former men's national team players declined comment or did not respond to the requests for comment. So what this means is, is previously the men's team was getting more bonus money if they did well and it well qualified for the World Cup and then advanced in the World Cup. And the problem with this is fucking women, the women's team, if if not wins, goes really deep into the World Cup every time they're in it. Not only do they qualify, but they they were top three right in the world every year. Right. Or as the men's team, all things considered, they fucking suck. So that within itself was kind of a bullshit move. But now this kind of equals evens things out. Um, and look, man. I know at the beginning you kind of joked with me about, are you going to be sexist about this? And I want to, I want to surprise you right now and say, no, I'm not. I think based on merit, the women's team should get equal or more pay than the men's team because they're just better. They dominate the rest of the world. And the men's team can't okay. fucking okay. And, and has the, trouble qualifying. And I agree with that. This is not me disagreeing, but what, ha- I mean, if there is a time where the women's team is not better, does it still justify it? How much time are you talking? Do they miss four consecutive World Cups? I uh, think we might need to revisit something. But let's but, be very but, but, clear. But can you can you restructure it then? I mean, it took I so long to restructure it to where it's fair. And then all of a sudden well, we have a downhill slope and now they make less money? They can restructure when their contract's up. So when the women, so the women's contract runs through this December. So when their contracts up, the new contract will state that they get equal pay and they don't get, uh, they get the same amount of bonus money, right? Yeah. When that contract's up, if they're losing, the federation can do what they, when they can renegotiate and say we're going to give you less money because you're not winning. Well, I mean, I guess in the bonus structure, like you have to be winning, and you have to, you know, and doing well to get those bonuses, right? So. Well, I think. You get paid to win. Right. In sports. Right. Now, do, do, let's throw soccer aside a second. Do professional men's basketball players make astronomically more money than women's professional basketball players? Yes. Yeah. Is it fair? It depends probably. on how you look at it, right? Probably. It's probably <laughs> fair. It's probably fair. so. You're not taking the sexist route with soccer, but you are with basketball. <laughs> no, legitimately speaking, with basketball, <laughs> the amount of revenue, um, the amount ec- economically speaking, the amount of revenue, just everything that the NBA does better than the WNBA, it's just there's no comparison. Should the players get paid more? Which ones? Should LeBron James make more money than Sue Bird? Yeah. Yeah. He just culturally speaking is a bigger, bigger phenomenon than Sue Bird is or ever was or ever will be. Sue Bird's getting. But anyway. But but none um, so but but none of that is like the fault of any of the women's players, right? Of course not. That's no. the that's the WNBA. And I guess how they promote themselves and how they promote, you know, all of their players. Like, like WNBA would need to be a bigger thing if it could be. 
I, people would have to accept it for more than it is, I guess. I don't know. And I, that, I don't mean that to be disrespectful. Uh, yeah, people are going to have to start watching and caring. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> they have a very... <laughs> they have a very specific audience. Right. You know, um, whereas I think the NBA, the NBA is a global audience. You know, I think it hits many different age demographics. I think it culturally hits many de demographics um, internationally. It crosses over. I just think it has more appeal. And again, that's not the women who play in the WNBA's fault. It's just the way it is. I don't know how to fix that. Right. I don't know if there is a way to fix it. Right. Um, am I guilty of this? Yes. I don't watch the NBA or the WNBA. I don't watch. I have no desire. I don't care. But I, but should I? Because I love basketball and I appreciate the game of basketball. I, I probably should. I know there are a few girls that I've seen and I'm like, Jesus Christ, she's good. Like I've seen highlights. Like, Or I've, every once in a while, if there's a playoff game on, I'll kind of like put it on in the background and so I can appreciate it. But yeah, I'm guilty of this too. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and act right. like I will. I will fully admit that I've never watched a full WNBA game. I've never watched a full game. Now, I have watched a full women's national team game in soccer. Okay. Well, I was going to say, as far as like college goes, I've definitely watched some like really good playoff games and stuff like that for women's basketball. But no, no I've not in the WNBA. I've never watched a full game. Yeah. Literally, um, maybe the only that I've, the most amount that I've ever seen is probably if I was like sitting in a bar and it was on a TV close to me. And I'm blaming myself. I'm blaming myself for this. I probably should give it more of a chance. I haven't. Yeah. Have you watched the women's <laughs> national team play? Soccer? No, I have not. Can you name? No. Any players? No. Alex Morgan. Never heard of her. No. Hope Solo. Never heard of her. Yes. You've heard of her. Yes, for sure. Okay. Mia Hamm. Yes. You know who that is? Yes. Abby Wambach. No. 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 Megan. Megan Rapinoe. Yes. Okay. So you just you know what I just five legitimately I just named that you know. I'll keep going. Do you know? Uh, let me think. What did I say? Mia Ham. Yeah. Did you say did. no or yes to Mia Ham. I did for sure. You said yes. Yes. How many men's players can you name in the history of United States men's soccer? Shoot, I don't know. I've I've never followed soccer ever. Landon Donovan. I don't think I've ever heard that name. <laughs> <laughs> Clint Dempsey. Nope. I just named the two biggest in history. In so, his, in history, those are the two biggest soccer players in history. For the, the the for the United the men's United States national team. Yes. Okay, so you're you're the two you're, most you're popular down to the U.S. Right. So like, there's yeah. a, there's bigger names out there than those two. That I'm talking about U.S. soccer. US. Well, that's what we're talking. Why would I, I be know. talking about the Brazilian team, dude? Who cares? I'm just, I'm, so, I'm thinking of names that I would know. Like that. So maybe, you don't know who Landon, you've never heard the name Landon Donovan. I don't think or so. Clint Dempsey. How about Brian McBride? He's from mm -hmm. St. Louis. Oh, really? That's no. cool. I have no idea. Soccer is not my sport. So based <laughs> on that, yeah, the women should probably make more money. Because I know more names? Yeah. I named the two most historic U.S. men's players, and you didn't know who the fuck they were. 
Okay. I sure, someone would argue that with me. I'm trying to think of who else they would name. No, it has to be those two. It's those two. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. Hang on. I'm hanging. Top, top scoring U.S. men's soccer players. I know I named the top two. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. Yeah, by <laughs> far. It's not even close. They both have 57 international goals. Okay. What about Kobe Jones? You know who that is? Nope. Fuck me. Yeah, man. The women, they, they should. Yeah. Josie Altador? Nope. Why'd you make that face, dude? I've never heard that name. But you've heard of the women, so that's what I'm saying, man. They just, uh, they should get more money. I Demarcus mean, Beasley. No. Tim Howard. No. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to know anyone else. Well, that answers that. Argument over. Not really. I mean, that I... I'm not, I'm not I'm not fighting against paying women more. I'm saying that just but the fact that somebody who doesn't know soccer at all just because I know more names in women than men doesn't necessarily mean that one should get more money than the other. Because yeah. I'm a very soccer dumb person. I think it should be based on merit. And if we're basing it on merit and we're basing it on winning, the women by far should at the very least be paid equally if not get paid more. Right. That's, you know. But we were talking about the bonuses earlier, though. You're talking about like winning bonuses, right? Like, I guess the far, the, you know, the winning later in seasons and stuff like that, like playoff type. Is no, that no, where no. bonuses come in? Or? So that's not how it works. We're talking about international okay. soccer. We're not talking about professional soccer. I so you're thinking, of it, you're thinking of it like the WNBA versus the NBA. We're talking about international soccer. They play in international friendlies and international tournaments. Meaning okay. they play against other countries of the world. Okay. Okay. Which That's I what that. we're talking about. We're not talking about professional dollars. Professional soccer players, men versus women, the men dominate. Just like the NBA players do. Dominate. It's not okay. even close. Okay. But this is different. This is national soccer. So they have contracts through the U.S. Soccer Federation to get paid to play internationally. So we're talking about a different thing. Gotcha. I don't know exactly how the bonuses work. Let me see if I can find something. But I mean, it makes sense that, and that if I and if I played on the women's national team, I'd be like, "Hey, man, why are they getting more bonus dollars when they're not even qualifying half the time and we're winning?" Well, see, and that's what I was trying to think. Like, I was wondering if the bonuses came with winning. Like, you know what I mean? Well, and that's the other thing too. So they get rewarded it as a team, and then it's split up amongst the team. It's not like each individual player gets a specific amount. So that's another thing to consider there as well. Gotcha. So if that's the case, and we're basing it on team merit, if the men's team is getting more money to split than the women's team, that's preposterous. Right. Uh, I can't find anything. But But is that better than like some players making way more than the others um i think it's well i think equally i think it's equally is yeah i i think it's the same in a way but i think again we're talking about if we're talking about no the men shouldn't make more 
I don't know how to make this this <laughs> argument other than the fucking then suck. Um, here, what I found something. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay. So the 2018 World Cup in Russia, the French national team. Now, again, I know we're talking about a different country. They were awarded 38 million dollars for winning the World Cup. The U.S. women's national team that won the 2019 Women's World Cup were awarded four million dollars. So a thirty-four million dollar difference. Yes, that's insane. Okay, so now you know what their gripe was. Right. I wish I could find something about the men, the U.S. men's team, and what their the two thousand fifteen Women's World Cup reportedly earned seventy-three million in revenues, including seventeen million in television commercials in the United States. But these figures are nothing compared to the six billion of revenue that the two thousand eighteen Men's World Cup earned in Russia. Jesus Christ. Fuck, six billion? Anyway. But still, it comes back to what I said about women's basketball. Like, it's not the women's soccer team's fault. The, 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 it's not the women's fault in the scenario. It's just... Well, how can it be? Of course right. it's not. Right. It's not their fault, but... Right. But... They have a legitimate reason to be upset. Yeah, for sure. $34 million difference. That's insane. They do win more. Yeah. They're better. They're just better all around. Mm -hmm. Did they go about it the right way? Because I know there was like holdout and like lawsuits being talked about and all that stuff. Hey, you want to get shit moving? Sometimes you have to go to those those extreme measures. Mm -hmm. I don't know how extreme it is in the grand scheme of things, but I I remember people talking about it. So it did create some sort of news and here we are today they get equal pay so good for the woman yeah how do you like that i wasn't sexist at all i was impressed you were the sexist one I this time well listen it's got to change hands sometimes yep you know what we didn't talk about on the last podcast before we get out of here is that we didn't talk about the bear tooth show or did we no we didn't we get it didn't get a chance to you should have gone by the way anybody who listened to that episode it kind of cut off shortly reason being is because you're your son decided to bust his mouth open or something, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he face planted. Nice. So we kind of cut that. Tired of the floor talking shit to his mouth. So <laughs> he did something about it. <laughs> he did something about it. Yep. Yep. He's okay though. But yeah, no, you sent me a few clips from the Bear Tooth Show from Kansas City, right? That's where it was at. It was in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Glad to be going to shows again, man. I can't Absolutely. wait to go to more. We'll see. We'll see what kind of. I might actually be going to Point Fest this weekend. Oh, is that, I didn't even know that it was this weekend. Yeah, it's it's flown onto the radar, and it's we it's a it's a weird show because I think out. there's only like seven, six or seven bands, so I'm sure it's all main stage. I'm sure it's all main stage. Shine Down's headlining. Um, Seether, Seether, Shine Down, Seether, Badflower, Grandson, yeah. Greek Fire, Zero Nine Three Six, and John Harvey. Yeah. How much are the tickets? I don't know. A buddy of ours has a hookup for me, so I was invited. Oh, yeah. to, I was invited to go. Other than that, I was not going to go. Um. Yeah, that's, that's not. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything bad. Maybe I'll see you there. <laughs> Is that a joke? No. Maybe I'll see you there. You might actually go. Yeah. Why not? Uh, um so anyways Beartooth show it well it was just it was awesome it was what, it, is it what you expected 
Yeah, it, I think it was better than I expected, to be honest. It, we seemed, had a great time. it seemed like it was in a smaller venue. Um, it's like a, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe like a, maybe like a Del Mar Hall. I don't even know if it's that big. No, it's probably more like a, uh, I don't know. I can't really think of a venue in St. Louis that compares to it size-wise. It's pretty big. It probably, there were probably is 500 it, people, maybe more. So is it like a red flag? Yeah. Let's call it a red flag. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool. It was cool. Again, it was, you know, better than I expected. We had a a blast and they sounded good and it was just good. And they do, they were making sure everyone was vaccinated. You had to show a vaccination card or you had to prove that you tested negative for COVID in the last 14 days. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, leading up to it, I was expecting someone to be an asshole about it at the door. I just expected something. Now we did get there a little bit late, so perhaps that could have happened before I got there. But I so didn't see you, so you, like, here. you mean somebody who was wanting to get in to the show? You thought they were going to be an asshole? Yeah, or just protesting the idea that they were requiring vaccinations to see a rock show? Gotcha. Some 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 fuckhead doing something like that. Um, but have, I've seen trouble. Have you have you seen anyone? And I don't even know if they could legally do it or not. But have you seen any venue or anything like that not offering refunds? since they just implemented this and shows have been booked for a while? Like, do you think they can legally do that? I don't know. I have to give a refund. You would think. Yeah. You would think. I mean, but I could be completely wrong about that. I mean, I don't see how they could legally. Because in that instance, they're basically saying, they're basically saying, get the vaccine, get tested, or don't come to the show, even though you've already bought tickets. I don't, I don't see how they could legally do that. I think there would be some lawsuits out there. I would I would imagine, yes. Yes. I can't imagine that. But I don't know. But I haven't seen anything or heard anything. Do, That's so the other thing. Do you agree with the, uh, with the idea of either showing a negative COVID test or being vaccinated? Do you agree oh. with venues doing that? Really asking me that? Um, okay. Other question, did you feel safer in there because of that? And I ask you that because I'm in the same scenario right now. Even when I go to the store, you know, I'm, we have kids at home and it's not just about us getting sick anymore. It's about going home and passing it on to our kid, you know? So my question is, you know, if, if you are in a venue that you know that everyone in here has either tested negative in the past couple of days or they've been vaccinated, does it make you feel safer? I would say not safer, but at ease. Okay. And I was never worried about getting COVID. I mean, yeah. Right. I've always been worried about just bringing it home to right. a one-year-old. Right. Um, but we have, we, we've been living our lives. That's why we went to that show. Right. You know? Um, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm, not, well, I'm, not, take, I'm not downing you for it. I definitely would have went too. And I, I, you know, I, I, I Let see, me answer I your original question. Okay. No, I don't have a problem with them doing that. Okay. Because the show was packed. Everyone was shoulder to shoulder. There were gaps and there was room to kind of sit, you know, take a, take a, take a step back and not be around people, which I truly do appreciate. Um, no, it's probably the, probably the best idea. Right. But you probably would have went to that show regardless, right? Even if they didn't have those things in place, would you have still went to the show? Well, those weren't in place when I 
purchase the tickets. Oh, they weren't. So okay, no, okay, no, gotcha. So you know, we were we were still gonna go. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, maybe put us at ease a little bit, sure. But well, I, so we don't have to go deep into this because we are running up on time. But I've had this conversation recently about how um, I think it's is it Florida that the governor is wanting to fine businesses who are rejecting people who aren't vaccinated. Have you seen this yet? Um, maybe. So like if you're a restaurant and you are refusing to let people in who are unvaccinated, your get your restaurant is going to be fined. I'm almost positive that's the the Florida governor. Ron DeSantis? Sure. Fucking Florida go- Florida governor celebrates ban on school mask mandates as more kids die from COVID. Vanity Fair. Hold on, let me find the story you're talking about. Reinstates ban on mask mandates. What did he say? You're saying he's going to fine people? Yes. Finding, bu- fuck, finding businesses. How the who- fuck can he do that? I don't know. A business can turn away whoever they want. That's my point. That's exactly, that's what I, exactly what I said. Asshole. You know, I understand how people can agree with this because they're mad, but if you can have a sign on your door that says no shoots, no shoes, no shirts, no service, you can also add in there you, that you have to be vaccinated or, you know, no unvaccinated people. The reason why I say this is because if you're a business, if you're a restaurant and you want people in here to be feel safe and that is how you want to do it, you're taking the risk on losing those people to not come in. Per- maybe even permanently if people are that mad because they can't go in and get your food. Yeah. But I know in my life, if I walk up to a restaurant and it has a sign on it that says you have to be vaccinated or you can't come in. If I'm not vaccinated, I turn around and I go get in my car and I go to another restaurant. Well, you're, you're a model citizen. Right. And a patriot to your country. Right. So what I'm saying is people need to look at this as like, that's the company's decision. Well, you're thinking rationally and logically. And I know. I, people I, don't do that, Colt. I know. I get it. Speaking of which, that reminds me of something I wanted to mention, but we don't have to get into it too much. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is threatening to impose hefty fines on city and county governments that require their employees be vaccinated against COVID. DeSantis said Monday, when did this come out? September 14th. Oh, it came out yesterday. DeSantis said Monday that his state would fine the local governments 5000 for each employee that is forced to get a vaccine in order to continue working. So that gets a little bit tricky, right? A little bit. We're not talking about businesses now. We're talking about something different. But the threat stems from a law DeSantis signed in May that bans governmental entities in Florida from requiring proof of vaccination or post-infection recovery to gain access to entry upon or service from their operations. Additionally, the law imposes a $5,000 fine per violation for any entity, including government entities that ask to see proof of vaccination in Florida, which isn't the state is, is preparing to begin enforcing the law on Thursday. So isn't this the exact opposite of what Biden just said? Pretty that he much. wants to force everyone to get vaccinated. And if, if your company doesn't want to do that, then they have to pay to bring in, a team to to COVID test all your employees, like mul- like multiple times a week. That Last is, Thursday, that is President Joe Biden announced that the federal government would mandate COVID vaccines for federal workers and contractors. He also announced 
an emergency rule requiring all employers with 100 or more employees to require that their workforce is fully vaccinated or that the unvaccinated workers produce a negative COVID test at least once a week. Um, DeSantis said, this is political. It's about using government power to control, he said. We're going to protect these jobs. We're going to protect livelihoods and we're going to protect families. I'm not seeing anything about the businesses, though. Let me see. Oh, here we go. From the Tallahassee Democrat. Uh, This was published September 2nd. Florida to issue $5,000 fines to businesses requiring proof of vaccination. Uh, doubling but tripling down against those trying to impose measures to fight off the coronavirus. Two days after DeSantis administration filed through on a stretch to withhold funds from school districts, the Republican governor's office confirmed that Florida will start issuing $5,000 fines to businesses, schools, and... Oh, sorry, so I, I guess governments was the last sort of step of his whole thing. I guess so. Um, Jesus, man. Florida's a fucking shit show. <laughs> Who wants to go to Florida anyway? <laughs> Florida sucks. Um... Yeah, man. I don't know what to say. I mean, my work. (laughs) Do you want to go to work? Just fucking get vaccinated. I I don't know. I, I hate I hate saying that and taking that approach. But it's like, what else are you going to do? I mean, I I get it, but that that falls in the line of you're being forced at this point to to do it. So do you think these government entities should have their employees get vaccinated or not? I, so you're on the side of the restaurants turning away people who are not. I mean, I, I still not, I still I still think, you know, me and you've talked about COVID endlessly, and we, we still come to the agreement that it still should be your choice if you get vaccinated or not. So now you're gonna lose your livelihood because you don't want to get vaccinated? I agree. You know, it, I mean, it, I'm, I'm with you on all that. I know. I, I just, I don't, I, I don't agree with them being able to force people to do it. Highly encouraging is one thing. Forcing you or you lose your job, that's another thing. Because that's not only going to, you know, make people lose their jobs, but also make companies go under because they're going to lose so many people that aren't going to want to get vaccinated. I mean, what happens in the school system? What happens Ow. if, what happens if teachers... There's so many teachers in school districts who refuse to get the vaccine and quit and lose their job. And now you can't, now you can only have enough teachers to teach kids. Replace them with teachers who will do the right job anywhere. Can I tell you what teachers should be? Have I talked about this on this podcast before? I have I gone so. on my teacher rant? I don't think so. Teachers should no longer be. Here's the lesson for the day. Here's the homework. Come back, and then there's going to be a test. Fuck that. That is that is such an archaic idea of what educating. It's definitely it's definitely old school. And people it, is, but it, and it follows a curriculum that you have to you know at the end of the year prove that Throw you know this crap. Throw it all into a yeah. big fucking bonfire. Right. It's it's over. Right. Teachers should be curators. They should be people who want to discover what a kid does best and what a kid is interested in, mm-hmm. and then mold them together and find that kid a direct path right to whatever it is they want to do with their life right forget about calling them educators forget about that they should be curators really for those children but then again but then again how do you but then again how do you do that for a young kid like i can understand that from maybe like give them options other than math english and history why the fuck are we teaching kids algebra 
If a kid well, comes yeah. to you with some equations that. that says, hey, check out what I figured out. Cool. You're going to be an engineer or a mathematician. But well, just give my, them options. Yeah. I mean, my, my point is like, you know, you're saying don't teach kids algebra. If a kid If a kid wants to be a mathematician and needs algebra, then do that. But what I'm saying is like seventh grade on, maybe I agree with what you're saying. But like before then... How are you going to know what a kid want like wants to be? How do you make a, curric- a curriculum that lets a kid go the direction they want to go? I'll, I'll tell you how. Don't criticize them and don't punish them for being spontaneous and creative. And well, yeah, absolutely. Not paying attention in class. Right. They're fucking kids. Yeah, absolutely. Find out what their imagination holds. Yeah. Learn about it. Instead of just punishing them for not paying attention to your stupid lesson. But then again, every time someone would ask me, why did you get a bad grade in math? I just wanted to be like, because my balls are tingling all day and I don't (laughs) care about math. I I don't give a fuck. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. But whatever. No, (laughs) I I, I get what you're saying. I, I understand. Why? Why don't you care about geometry? Because I just want to go to the bathroom and jack off because everything gives me a boner. That's why. It's so stupid. Yeah. Anyway. I, I don't know. I, I, You know, on top of that, you have, you know, one teacher to, you know, 20 or 30 kids in a classroom at a time. You know, try, try to get one teacher to be able to find out what every kid is good at in an hour. Or, you know, it, 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 no, 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 that's what I'm saying. Forget about classrooms, forget about class times, forget about curriculums. It's, it's an open forum to discuss freely what it is you like, what it is you love, what are your hobbies, what are you, what, what have you been thinking about lately? Tell me what it is. Right. Let's attach that to something that you could learn that will help you expand upon those ideas and expand upon that spontaneity and that creativity and that imagination you have instead of just shoving it down right till we can get the lesson over with well i mean it, it goes you e- give kids homework it, like even, kids get homework it even gets into like you know i've been saying for years and i know a lot of people say but like your prerequisites for college you have two years of college that you have to pay for for nothing very it, very it's I mean, preposterous. yeah rarely is there a time where what you used in uh you know, what you used in your prerequisites in college actually benefit you. Unless you're going for like a business major or something, you took a lot of business classes in your prereqs, but a lot of those prereqs just are stupid. You still take bullshit. Yeah, you still take bullshit that have nothing to do with anything that you're doing. Yeah, I, I applied for MBA programs and I had to look at the course schedules and I had to look at the stuff that I had to take first. And I was like, what? Why? Why the fuck am I? T- why? Why? Right. So I don't know. Let's end on that. Okay. Talking about boners and <laughs> class and shit. Uh, it is true though. It is true. Like I have a, di- I have a, my, I have a different, I have a different outlook on this as well because I went to private school my mm-hmm. entire life. And then in high school, I went to school with all dudes. I didn't even have girls in class, which makes it worse. It just makes <laughs> your brain want to not pay attention even more. It just makes you, th- it just, but that was me, dude. I was a daydreamer. Like I did not mainly, mainly math. There were other things that like, you know, I don't want to totally completely shit on my education. It was mainly math for me. 
But anyway, my wife is texting me, feed me over uh, and over and over. So oh. the fuck do I look like a chef? <laughs> and on that, we're out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>